0: This morning's scripture is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter three, verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. This morning our text celebrates the baptism of Jesus. Katie was noting uh after the in, pre- in preparing for praise club that she thought it was a little strange that Jesus gets baptized right after Christmas uh, and you know since being baptist we don't celebrate infant baptism <laughs> and uh uh she thinks it's confusing that uh we <laughs> for for children that we baptize Jesus right after Christmas and uh she may be right in that i think uh we got to get that done so that we can get on into Lent, you know. we got a lot of gospel to cover up before Lent, and so we got to get Jesus baptized. But at any rate, our text today falls in the lectionary, and Jesus gets baptized by John in the Jordan River in rather dramatic fashion. Of course, he is, uh, he is reluctant to baptize Christ, but Christ insists that uh, Matthew must do it. See, for John, baptism was a rite of repentance. John went around preaching, you must be baptized, repent and be baptized. Turn away from your old life and turn toward a new life in God's kingdom. And for John, what he was saying was that just because you're born in a good family, and just because you're church-going good folk, and just because you're, you know, respected in the community, and just because you're part of a lifelong family that's had, you know, had prominence in the religious culture of the time, doesn't mean that you have made that step toward God that you must. Take that on for yourself. And John was preaching that. And very effectively, a lot of people were coming out into the desert to hang out with this crazy guy in weird clothes and eating strange foods and be baptized by him. But for Jesus, it was something quite different. And it really marked the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Uh, It started things off. Of course, we've had the birth narratives and those were all quite remarkable, but Jesus was really just kind of passive in the middle of all of that. Jesus was just born and laid there in the manger looking cute, right? And everyone else was doing all the action. This is when Jesus starts to take action and it's the beginning of something extraordinary, the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And I'll come back to that in just a minute, but You know, for many of us, many of us in our traditions uh, that we grew up in, we were baptized as babies, uh, as infants. And those baptisms, they really symbolize, uh, represent a commitment by a community and by one's parents to say, I want to raise my child in this community, in the body of Christ. And it's a commitment on the part of the community and a commitment on the part of your parents. We do the same thing here. We do baby dedications, and it's kind of the same, it's the same kind of commitment. We're saying we will raise this child together into the body of Christ, and we will be there with you and your family as you raise this child, and we will be a community for that child. For those of us who were baptized when we were old enough to make that decision on our own, it was a response to some kind of moving of the Holy Spirit and commitment to Christ. You know, I was thinking about my own kind of baptism experiences. I was up in uh, camp at Camp Utaba on a retreat because it was at Camp Utaba in the middle of the winter when I made my first commitment to Christ. When I first said, I want to really embrace this person, Jesus. I really want to be a part of the church community. I really want God to be Guiding me through my life, I really want to pattern my life after Jesus. I really want to work for the kingdom of god it was a, I, I remember in I, I know it was winter because I remember kneeling in the snow and praying a prayer about uh about that commitment to christ and it was- it was actually not until Later in the, uh, not until later. Well, no, I guess it was. It was it was in December when I was baptized. So it must have been. I must have got right on it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I was thinking it was in the summer, but it wasn't. It was in December. So uh, I came home. I went forward at church. This was when I was about 14 years old, and it was such a wonderful experience. You know, I mean, you're wet in front of everybody. It's kind of a strange thing, but just the. The sense of belonging in that community and the joy that it brought to the family there. My church family. My family was there too and they, they were all into it too. But just my church family was filled with such joy to see me growing in my relationship with Christ and moving into that new relationship. And it is a big deal when, because you are. You're standing in front of everybody, you're all wet. and <laughs> Your hair gets messed up and your clothes get all wet. But it's like a vow. It's similar to a marriage vow when we step into the baptismal waters. Or if you were baptized as an infant, if, when you recommit yourself or when you do confirmation, when you confirm that baptism, it's like a marriage vow. You're exchanging that commitment one to another. It's an overt choice. No one's forcing you to do it. You are claiming that for yourself. And that's what I remember about that winter retreat when I was 14 years old. It was the day I said, this is my faith and I am going to take responsibility for it. I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to grow in it. And, and no one's going to do it but me. And I'm going to pick and choose how I go about it and and the things I'm going to find truth in and all of those things. And fortunately I was Baptist, so I get to do that, right? I get to <laughs> I get to pick and choose how I relate to Christ and how that Christ relates to me as well. It's also a a public declaration of that choice and a commitment to a community. It's that's part of the Commitment is you're you're not only committing to Christ, but you're committing yourself to a body of believers. That is all the hundreds of thousands of other people who have done that same thing, you are now aligned with. God help us all, right? You are now a part of this larger community and in respects to this church, a part of this community. It's kind of our initiation right as well. It's, a, it's that covenant, it is that initiation, and it's alignment with every other baptized individual in the, in, the, in the world. But it's also a commitment to myself. It's saying I want to be something more than what I am today. It's an acknowledgement that I am worthwhile, that my life ought to stand for something. That I'm not just going to tumble through my every day and hope everything comes out okay, but I'm going to live deliberately. I'm going to wake every day and say, "Today I am going to do my darndest to be in Christ, to walk in step with that Holy Spirit, and to remember that commitment that I made on that day when I was 14 in December." And it was really my baptism. Really, was just a starting point. I didn't. (laughs) The things I thought I knew then, my Lord. In fact, I miss being fourteen when I knew everything. Right? I miss it. It was great to know everything and know what I was doing. But I have things have changed so much over time. My faith has changed over and over and over again the things and the theology that i had back then it's like night and day it's like i'm a completely different person and that's because our faith is a journey amen we don't we don't end where we started we start and we move forward and we grow and we evolve and we mature and we become that which god calls us to become And we struggle and we wrestle and we open up that Bible and we hear some things that make us cringe and we wrestle with it. And we insist, God, I know You are love. I want to understand. I want to know You deeply. And we work at it. And we try and we keep going. And Jesus tells us in our text today that He must be baptized to fulfill all righteousness. I'm a little leery of this word righteousness. It's a difficult word. It's, it's one that kind of makes, puts people off sometimes. If we, you know, if we proclaim our righteousness, we are self-righteous, and that breeds hypocrisy. It seems and kind of is off-putting. Uh, I've known a lot of self-righteous people, and quite frankly, I don't enjoy being around them very much. Uh, they're not very much fun, uh, uh, and they're too good for me. Really, I, I shouldn't be around. I shouldn't be around those good people. Uh, but Jesus, you know what righteousness really means. What the heart of that word is about. It's about being in right relationship with God. And the reason John is kind of hesitating when Jesus says, "Come baptize me," because John looks at Jesus and said. aren't you already in right relationship with God? (laughs) Don't you already have all this put together? But Jesus says, no, I need to do this to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, Jesus' baptisms put Christ in the right place in relation to God and to everyone else. Furthermore, because Christ is fulfilling all righteousness, it seems to be a culmination of the righteous activity of God throughout the ages. In other words, it is the pinnacle of God's desire to be right with us. Amen? It is the moment when Jesus says, Yes, an incredible thing occurs the heavens, I love the way uh, uh, Shirley described this to the kids. The heavens opened up, and the Spirit of God, like a dove, came down on his wet head and said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. This dove represents many things, but in this context, it points and reminds us of the creative power of God that. That brooded over the waters at the beginning of time. In Genesis, God's Spirit hovered over the waters and the chaos. And the Spirit, that same Spirit, conferred to Christ in this moment and said, This is my Son, the beloved one, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus, in this act, hears God's assessment of him that Jesus is loved by God, and that God is pleased. Now some scholars view Jesus' being baptized as the moment when Jesus confirms his own sonship, when he says yes to all that God has called him to do and all that God has offered for him. In fact, in the gospel of Mark, it is almost blatantly seen as God's adoption of Jesus as God's own son. But in reality, it's like a reverse adoption. It is like Jesus is adopting God as parent and all of the things that come with that. It is really the moment when Jesus says, yes, I will be the Messiah. Yes, I will be the Savior. Yes, I will follow the things you have in store for me. Yes, I will do what you ask me to do. And the amazing thing about this relationship we have with God is it's not, it's not an adoption in that you, you are God's children. Amen? We are all children. God's children drawn to God created coming out we are the very nature of God Genesis tells us that we are the reflection of God we are already God's children what Jesus demonstrates and what we demonstrate when we go into the baptismal waters or when we confirm our baptism or when we just drop to our knees in the middle of the snow and we pray that prayer, what we are saying is, God, I adopt You. I adopt You as my parent. I am choosing You. Over all the other possibilities in this world, I am choosing to follow You. I am choosing to align myself with You. To say, that's my parent I am God's child and that is who I want to reflect in my life we're starting off a new year and I already gave my new year sermon but we don't have to wait till January 1st to recommit ourselves we don't have to wait for a good day to do that we don't have to wait till baptism day And we don't have to go back and redo it. We can get up every day and say, God, today I am Your child. Help me be that son or daughter that reflects the Kingdom of God, that brings honor to our family. Help me be the person You created me to be and honor You with my life. It's my prayer that today, as we celebrate Jesus' yes to all that God had in store. And we know that that was not an easy yes. It ended with Jesus on a cross. It is my prayer that we each also take the opportunity to say yes to all that God has in store for you. Acknowledging that it's not always going to be easy, That it's not always going to just happen. That we got to work at it and be deliberate about it. But we get to choose. Not just because we're Baptist, (laughs) but because that's how God designed it. We get to say yes. It's my prayer that today we choose to do that. Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, as we hear the story of Jesus' response to your call by going into the baptismal waters and receiving that acknowledgement of of His Sonship to you. May we, like Jesus, choose you and say yes to the calling you give to us. And may we live our lives bringing honor to our family. family of God. In the precious and powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen.